0: Father John Blunt says that the idea of the epistle and the gospel for this Sunday appears to be that of gaining liberty and victory through becoming the humble servants of Christ. Liberty and victory through becoming humble servants. That would kind of seem an oxymoron in our current day and age. Let's look at the humility aspect first, and then let us consider the consequential freedom and the victory of the argument. Turn with me, if you will, to page 788 of the Pew Bibles in front of you. This is St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, page 788. It is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. The apostle starts this section, the beginning of our epistle lesson, with this phrase, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. This is typical St. Paul, describing who he is and where he is. Does he say the prisoner of Rome? No, though he is. Rather, he describes himself as the prisoner of the Lord. Literally, the Greek would read read a prisoner in the Lord says one commentator, this is the usual formula for vital communion with Christ, indicating that his captivity was the captivity of a part or member of the Lord. St. Paul sees himself as a prisoner, not just of Rome, but of Christ. Being a prisoner of Rome puts him in a very humble position indeed. Being a prisoner of Christ is just that, a humble position. In another letter, St. Paul closes with the phrase, Remember my chains. St. Paul often finds himself in the humiliating position of being bound in chains. This doesn't seem to bother him. He is content to be in chains if he is in Christ. The two are connected. His peace and freedom in Christ means that chains and bondage are not that important. Let's look at the Gospel lesson, page 703 of your few Bibles. St. Luke chapter 14, beginning at verse 9. Now it happened as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy one who is in the bonds of an infirmity. This man with the dropsy, probably a rather permanent sickness. Essentially, it is the swelling, it is swelling of the body with fluids. So this man with dropsy was brought to Christ and he took him and healed him and let him go, setting him free from his disease immediately. Immediately. Was the man with dropsy in a humble position? Of course he was. He was ill. It was obvious to everyone, as parts of his body would have been swelling for everyone to see, definitely a humble position. After this, Jesus speaks of being humane to your animals on the Sabbath, and particularly of the humility of taking the lowest seat and being asked to go higher. Blunt notes that all these images from the gospel lesson may be taken as illustrations of the way in which our Lord's service becomes perfect freedom to those who humbly take his yoke upon them. Now this is the point where we want to hear how Blunt puts this together with the rest of the epistle lesson he says that these images are also a further illustration of the principle stated at the end of the epistle. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Now listen to this explanation from Blunt. This principle is of a restrictive character bringing the world out of a free worship of many gods to the worship of one, limiting it to one faith and to one only means of initiation into the family of the one God. There is one body, spirit, hope, Lord, faith, and baptism. There is only one, not many, Instead of the free choice of worshiping any and many gods, we are in bondage to our worship of the one true God. The idea conveyed, continues Blunt, is one of a bondage to rule and law, which leaves no room for invention or wild development and speculation. You see, this bondage to Christ actually frees us from the freedom of worshiping many other gods. That is the bondage of sin and slavery to this world and its gods. We are freed from that world where we're just taken over by the world, the flesh, the devil, all the gods and idols that we worship out there. We are taken from that and we are to be in bondage to the one true God and to his rule, his law. Blunt continues, but as Christ reigned from his cross, as St. Paul governed the churches of Ephesus and other cities from his prison at Rome, as one who sits down in the lowest room will hear the host say to a friend go up higher, so limitations and restrictions restrictions of this kind are a means of real spiritual freedom. However much they may seem an irksome bondage to those who regard them superficially. When we see only what is in front of our noses, we don't like it and we complain. We detest the bondage we find ourselves in. Yet, with St. Paul, we are to understand ourselves in Christ, which means bondage in and to Christ, His law, His commands. His way, not our way, nor the way of the world. This, my friends, is seemingly a little, ironically, the way of freedom. This is the way of peace and contentment. This is what we are called to in humility and patience and trust and faith in our Saviour. When you are finding yourself irked by the things of the world, by the lack of choice that you have in work or in play or in family life, remember that you are first and foremost in bondage to Christ and that you have that freedom, that freedom to find Christ's joy and peace even in the midst of the difficulties of life. Humble service in Christ and to our neighbor produces the perfect freedom in Christ that we all want and desire. There is only one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. We want to live that life of humility, unity with our brethren, because we at one in the we at one in the one faith of the one Christ Entered by means of one baptism and strengthened by the might of one Spirit, gifted to us in that baptism. That is what we're after. I'll let Blunt have the last word on this freedom of the humble servant. The Christian who worships the one God is more free than the heathen who worshiped many. And the believer in a faith once we're all given is more free than he who is continually looking for new developments and open to the bondage of every novel speculation. Amen.